Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Today's episode of The Outer Sanctum was recorded around a number of grounds on the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to elders past and present and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Bring, 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 bring. Hello. Hello. How are you? Oh, hello. How are you? Is this our Monday morning constitutional between <laughs> actual and Sanctum Sisters? It is, my darling Lulu. How are you? I saw your tweet about Punt Road hosting the final and I thought I might as well just call you and mm. say, are you now hiding under the bed or are you feeling okay about that? Oh, look, I, I am a bit. I love this game. I don't want to criticise it, but then there are things that happen sometimes when you just think it's just the wrong decision. I think it's wrong on a number of levels. Do you want to have a chat about that? You know what makes me, it just makes me feel like I'm a hardcore AFLW fan and what I don't want to do is have to battle crowds to try and get to what's going to be a really limited capacity at the only Victorian um, final this weekend, which is happens to be at the same time as the Matildas game. Mm. Like I don't know, I mean that's just that's just frustrating on another level. But um, that I can't like my kids can't see over the fence at no. Punt Road. It's going to be hot. There'll be nowhere to stand that's not in the blazing sun. And if I'm feeling like I'm too challenged with how the logistics will work for me to get there, then what about all the other people? Like it's just it just makes it really difficult. Absolutely. I think accessibility is is a really important thing to a really important consideration with going to AFLW games and Punt Road just doesn't have it. That's really frustrating because it's not really honoring the fans. Also, the fact that it's such a small capacity. That's um, just tiny. At the moment, the capacity is only 2,000. Now, that clash in round 10 between the Tigers and North was over 3,000 people. Even the Tigers versus GWS at Mildura was over 2,000 people. That was Mm. 2,300 people went to that game. So I don't understand it. I'm trying to sort of get to the root of why it would be played there and I understand maybe it's to do with Richmond maybe they want to be there because of home ground ground and they don't want to give up that advantage but I don't know did you read that interview in Code Sport with Nick Livingston I saw like someone had screenshot um, a bit of it where she was talking about anticipating that when the M finished that people would go from AFLM over to AFLW and someone was being critical saying um that's just not how it works, which is kind of true. Like it's not how it works. It's a completely mm. different audience. So, yeah, that uh, is that the bit that you mean? Because yeah, I actually well, didn't read the whole article, so I no, feel like I shouldn't comment. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> um, 
So there was another bit in that interview where, because basically that whole thing was around the lessons that have been learned from switching the times that the the season would be played. And one of the things that she said in there was that attendance through this final season is going to be watched closely to judge how successful the spring move will be. And so if that's a measure that you're going to be judging the competition by, so they also said television broadcast, so that's another part of it. I just, I don't understand why you would limit the only game in Victoria to a venue that just is not going to hold the number of people that want to go to it. And even in that, they name check Richmond as being a power club and so knowing that that's going to bring extra fans. And so then I kind of wonder, like in terms of strategy, and I don't know if it is strategy or whether it's just a a byproduct of a club wanting a home ground and there being um, constraints about when players can play, like how many rest days they need. Mm. So that means it has to go up against the Matildas game I don't know but if it's to kind of suck it and see like that round one clash where we you know there needed to be like a whole sort of agitation to move it to Marvel between Essendon and Hawthorne I just I don't understand that strategy either because it's just annoying your fan base it's yeah and I mean I'm bang up for a move it to Marvel like campaign if we have to do it but I wouldn't have imagined that you'd have to do that for finals which seems no. weird. And I just would have thought Icon was probably available or even Harden Street, but I guess, you know, you want to well, give maybe it's prob- neutral, you want to give it to Printy Park, right? Yeah. I don't know. It's so frustrating. Maybe they will move it. Maybe they will move it. Maybe it was just scheduled. I don't know. There's so much noise at the moment. Twitter is absolutely awash with noise. Mm. It's not like they're not going to hear it. So maybe there'll be a move, but you know, whether or not I'll go, given that like do you think you'll go try and get a ticket because if we're there then the the Matildas game is on and then the other game starts at 10 past three I think yeah so then how do you even get home in time I to know. watch all they of run the into each finals other. and all of the games they all run into each other yeah it's really annoying the reality is and I mean you know this I know this I'm actually happy to share this on the outer sanctum is that I have chronic headaches So pretty much every day of my life I have a headache. And one of the real triggers for me is heat and sun. So going to a ground that doesn't have any shelter means that I'll probably get sick. So I probably won't. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Like even at Casey when it's like scorching sun, at least you can actually stand around the other side of the ground. At the moment you can't get around the other side of the ground at Punt Road. Anyway, I've got to – when we talk about it, like the finals were actually amazing. (laughs) Oh the games this week were incredible. Like, Unbelievable. You know, like whether there was enough people there or not and like capacity at Vic Park yesterday was bizarre because, I don't know, because, you know, we kept getting calls from people saying, do you have a ticket because people wouldn't get in. But then mm. there was, seemingly there were so many seats, which is maybe something to do with that grand, I don't know if that grandstand also can hold, like whether that's condemned as well or whether there's some issues with that or whether it's just that they didn't have enough portaloos and certainly, you know, the kids had to queue up for an hour for hot chips. So there's no, maybe there's just not enough of that like support mm. stuff around the like the ground can hold the people but there's not enough toilets, not enough hot chips, I guess, maybe something like that. But I thought the games were actually pretty amazing on the weekends. So oh I hope gosh. lots of people did watch them. 
I know it was kind of like a fever dream of just amazing moments and highlights, don't you reckon? Oh, it was so good. I was trying so hard. Andy was away all weekend doing cricket, doing women's cricket, because that's up against it as well, right? And then also, mm. you know, you've got the World Cup. So much sport just on that it. little thing. Just that little thing. <laughs> I was trying to explain to him, like, I mean, I didn't take enough photos I couldn't kind of explain the vibe on Friday night or or yesterday at Vic Park, but even just watching it on the couch, this watching those interstate games on the couch and just our group chat going off, I just wished that there was like a magic wand that could transport me back into those moments for a montage to be able to show him what it was like so he could kind of get the vibe and revel in the moments from the weekend. Well, hello, it's the voice of God here, a.k.a. Teddy. You know, through the power of audio, there is a way. Let's go back to Friday night at Prinny Park. That's Eden Zanka going for a second. Is that Eden? It is Eden. Red boots, red socks. Oh, my God. Daisy is playing like she thinks she's about six foot taller than she is. I love it. This um, this crowd has been absolutely electric since the minute Alyssa Bannon ran a marathon down the wing. I feel like this game really changed. Yeah, I, I feel like Alyssa Bannon's been the difference tonight because even though she didn't get that goal, it just lifted the team. It seemed like yeah. that was a real game changer. And then kicking that second goal where she just ran around the mark, brought the whole stand to its feet. It's kind of been, like, she's been electric. There's something really strange going on here at um, Prinny Park tonight, which is there's potted plants around the outside of the ground, which is really strange. We need to fully disclose that it feels like when our mum made a calico cover for the TV unit. I think company was coming, and so they put out some little... um, Cafe Parisian t- chairs and tables. There's no one sitting at the Parisian oh, no, chairs. I did see a man down there having some hot chips. <laughs> Were they French fries? <laughs> I don't want to say this because we're only okay. It's still probably five. five minutes to go. I am just going to say it to really. I'm not. I don't think I can Muslim, but the D's are three goals four up. Adelaide have only kicked four goals too, so it feels like this might be the D's game. I would also level at you that Libby Birch is really important in the first quarter, just defending like a pinball wizard. And Shelley Heath's been fantastic. Lily Mithen's bounced off the ground a couple of times. The tackling pressure of the Adelaide Crows has been amazing. It's just Sarah phenomenal. Allen's been doing Sarah Allen things, yep. um, as always. Adelaide just looked incredible out of the blocks. It's a bit of push and shove oh, going it's, on. It's hot over there. Pretty happy D supporters in this crowd, but there's some pretty vocal Adelaide supporters as well. Really nice night for footy. Nice night for a chicken schnitzel sandwich. It was so delicious. <laughs> Three votes. Turns out I'm definitely not an Adelaide Crows fan anymore because I was unmoved by the loss and actually quite pleased for Melbourne. For the likes of Libby Birch and Karen Paxman, Daisy Pearce, they were really good uh, tonight. Also, I'm worried for Chelsea Randall, who sustained injuries left, right and centre, pushed on. But yeah, God, it's a rough night for her. So we're just leaving Princess Park. What are your memories of this place, Sam? <laughs> Oh, it's so funny, isn't it? Because you forget that this is the pretty park that we used to spend 
so much time in when Hawthorne and um, Carlton used to be housemates here. And that this... was last century. <laughs> oh my God. Well, my one of my memories whenever I come back here is there's a scary toilet which still exists here. Um, and as a child, I remember using the toilet and there was a bit of graffiti in the toilet that said, I love Rod Stewart. And I always assumed that our mum had written it because she loved Rod Stewart. So I was like, that's weird how mum writes things on toilet walls. And it still repeats on me every time I come back. Did she really like Rod Stewart? Mum loved him. Really? Do you think I'm sexy? <laughs> Here's another random thought from Prinny Park as we're walking home after that first final which ironically was the second qualifying final. Never know how that works. How the second one gets played first. Why would they just not call it the first? What I would really like to do now is turn on the radio and just have a couple of hours of recap of that game. Like how much would you like to be able to just either turn on the TV, turn on the radio and just hear people dissecting that final as you make your way home from the ground? I want to hear... Gemma from the rooms with the headset on getting the lowdown from what that was like for all of the players and hear them all yeah. you know doing their thing and I feel it's like just, that's going to be the mark of equity right I when we too. finally get that we just take that stuff for granted with the men's game so much mm. we also just kind of accept that we don't have that I mean right yeah. now I'd go for a CD player that didn't stop playing the theme song <laughs> at the end of the game <laughs> Oh, the magic of Teddy Armstrong, (laughs) letting us relive our highlights from the weekend. That was so fun. Bannon, six bounces down the wing. I will never forget that. It delighted me. I was like, I I feel a bit like I'm crying talking about it. It was so good. Don't forget Ponta. Goal in the first 19 seconds, which is the fastest goal in AFLW history. That should be an award, fastest goal. Yes, I agree. It's like the 100 metres, but in goals. It's the Blue Ribbond event of the AFLW. So the Ds have a week off. The Crows Mm. will now host the Pies at Unley Oval next Saturday. Chelsea Randall is assuring all of us that her black eyes will be okay. Oh, Matt, and her ankle. I hope they get all the technical stuff worked out because Friday night, remember that was like the first of the glitches from this technical glitches were all over this whole round. It started with trying to play the D's theme song and the CD player kept getting stuck or kept stopping or something like that. It was so weird. It made me think that maybe someone was trying to play the D's like in my mind they put a CD player and it's a CD in a CD player maybe it's a digital file of someone's phone and someone was ringing them or something like why did the why did the audio keep stopping you halfway through singing grand old flag and then it's definitely a CD player at Princess Park it's probably yeah. a CD Walkman <laughs> with some batteries maybe the batteries are run out but talking about Glitchgate was there a glitch during the Tigers and Lions game too? Uh, let's review the memories of the Tigers and the Lions when Jason Bennett had the only working microphone in the commentary box and we were sending voice memos from the couch. I actually think Richmond has been really good here. The Lions have the ability to make you look really foolish and I just don't think they've made the Tigers look foolish. I think the Tigers have just made it, have put so much pressure on and they've really challenged them, even though the scoreboard doesn't look that way. 
that bullshit 50 in the first quarter, it feels like that kind of starts the tide turning, right? And then the rest of it is all, you know, the Lions doing. They're just so exceptional. But these Tigers are so good. They're better than I've seen them all season even. Like, this is a really big ask. I know not everyone should get a medal, but I feel like they should get a couple of free goals on the uh, on the old scoreboard just for fun. By the way, when Jason says... And they can open it up here. I see a can opener. Imagine opening it up with a can opener. Anyway, Beck's microphone still is cutting in and out, so they've got to fix those technical difficulties. Over to you. Two lions to the goal. Go Lions, Tigers, Brisbane Lions, Richmond Tigers will kick the winning score. You'll hear the mighty roar. It's just very catchy. I know I shouldn't be singing it under these circumstances, but they've just got a really good song. And turns out, yeah, that's how I sing it. And turns out a very good team and a very good game plan and a very good coach. And um, maybe the rest of us are in trouble. Who knows, but worth to give it a go. Now we've worked out how they play, of course. Um, Go Tigers forever. I'd love to stay and watch the post game, but now I have to go to my study where I've got the red string set up to try and work out all the different permutations and combinations of who might be playing who in the next finals. So um, I'll be back here soon. Bye. Will it be a two-shoey year? Will stars drink out of the left and the right? <laughs> the W Awards. I could hear Paddy in the background there, Tess. Is that him yelling out, go cats again? He must be aware that coming up after this game is Geelong versus North, which um, should be a really interesting contest. So a parody account of a Geelong AFLW account just tweeted and said (laughs) that Georgie Press Barkers was out for the day. But why would anyone even do that? What kind of sick person would put that out into the universe anyway um so i'm just dealing with that outside and if it comes true then that person you know must be found it's all i'm saying elon musk is a bit busy now tess because he um is the only person who works at twitter now but um it's worth asking him if he can help you track that person down and suspend the account. So hang on, Lucy, are you back from the study yet? Because can you tell me, do the Tigers play whoever wins tonight or whoever wins tomorrow? I don't understand the ladder finals fixturing maths thing. Okay, let me know. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm going for Geelong. I tweeted from the Sanctum complaining about the audio, which is very unusual for us to do a complaint tweet. But now it says our tweet rate has been exceeded or something. So Elon Musk is now, like, not letting me tweet anything at all because the glitch, yeah, the glitch, yeah, the glitch is back. (laughs) Well, I've never seen Elon at the footy, have you? Okay, three-quarter time thoughts that the North defence is like the wall um, at the Night's Watch, you know, seasons one to five, very difficult to penetrate. Sometimes like a random wildling and a random, you know, Jon Snow might be able to get over with ice picks and stuff, but very difficult. Um, Will it crumble very easily in the very final seconds of the game slash season six to seven? We'll soon find out.
Going to the third quarter, it's literally anyone's game. But I will say this, Geelong inside 50s, I think it's they've had over 50, over 30 inside 50s to um, the Roos have only had eight inside 50s or something. Obviously, they get their goals so much easier, but Geelong just keep banging it in. They keep getting it in there and they just got to pull the ripcord on that final on that final thing. But it's a really good contest. I'm seeing things, second efforts and balance of players. I just think this season, the balance of players has been exceptional. All that um, strength and conditioning they're doing just feels like they can pick up the ball and just keep going and they're finding good options. Anyway, I'll stop telling you all the things that you already know, but this is a pretty exciting game. Can I also say this? Season 7, we're still broadcast side showing an empty stand and it really irks me. There is, I know there's thousands of people at this game. I can hear them in the bottom of the tin can in the worst audio ever, but I uh, can't see them. Looks like there's no one there. It's ridiculous. It sounds like, literally sounds like canned audience. What's going on with that? Three-quarter time and there's been no goal for what feels like a million years. Should they just settle this game by Emma Carney and Meg Mack having an arm wrestle? Arm wrestle, heaps less frustrating. So I vote for that. I'm now screaming and pacing and this is the most ridiculous game I've ever seen in my life. That is the worst way for this game to end. That is just heartbreaking. Oh, my God, how did North hold on? How has it even been in their 50 this half? I am just gobsmacked by this game. What a frustrating game, but also what an unbelievable feat of strength. My kingdom for a stoppage. They must be absolutely exhausted. Okay, from a flat Geelong supporting household. It was like a bad way to win and a bad way to lose. Is that like a thing. Anyway, now it has to be redraw, rematch. Um, hopefully we can quieten Jazzy Garner again like we did last week. And now it's good, at least in our household, and we can just be one go Tigers. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Mel Jones, and you're listening to The Outer Sanctum. Okay, so now we, I guess, look forward to the Tigers and the North game. Um, which at the moment is at Punt Road on Saturday up against the Matildas. That will be that will actually be like that will be a really good game. Tigers and North of what I've seen of Tigers against the Lions, they really brought it. And North will just be so hungry. And they're so they've been fantastic this season. I feel like they're both real I don't know, I guess Tigers have been the glow up. I put a thing on Twitter. Did you see that? Where I said I Tigers were the who was the I bigger glow for up. Geelong. <laughs> yeah, Geelong won that. It was Geelong versus Tigers who was the bigger glow up of this season. Actually, mm. I had an interesting conversation with Joel Peterson yesterday when we were talking about Coach of the Year, and he was saying, "How do you judge Coach of the Year in the AFLW this season? Because do you give it to a coach who's taken a team that was?" not winning at all, who's like exceeded expectations and travelled this in 
you know, almighty glow up journey mm. like the tigers or the cats? Or do you give it to someone who's been extraordinary? Like, is it going to go to a mixed denier or a stars, depending on, you know, what happens in the next couple mm. of weeks? Like, how do you judge that? Don't you think that's a fascinating conversation? Absolutely. Do Are there terms of reference? <laughs> there should be terms of reference. <laughs> do you know the other thing that we were talking about? I said to um, Joel Peterson, who is by the way, just the nicest man. I feel like he could be one of your sons. He's very of your, he's very a vibe of your family. I said to him that I thought what was really interesting in the Geelong North game was that both of their captains were in defence. So how do you get those messages through in the last, um, in the dying minutes? Yeah. Should we have, should we have seen Carney go into the centre? Should we have seen, you know, Meg Mack go forward? I don't know, like some crazy thing. They can both play anywhere, really. I reckon you've got leaders across all the lines, though, don't you? How would we know? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. How do Maybe I? they could just wear an earpiece. I guess they've got runners. Talk to everyone else. <laughs> anyway, so that game yesterday was kind of just cruising along, and I thought Collingwood's just going to win this. Oh my goodness! Oh, yeah. Never turn your back on the dogs. No, a real tale of puppy dogs' tales. <laughs> yeah, it was. Quite extraordinary. Um, again, a few more glitches where the mic wasn't working. Oh, at that the was start so of that game. Weird. Do you know? And so nobody at the ground knew heard the welcome to country or any of the pre-game um, ceremony. <laughs> and then, and there was like a baton relay with the dude running the microphone yeah. out and then running it back. I felt so sorry for everyone in the centre waiting Actually, for audio. I saw someone tweet that they played a random rapper instead of the national anthem and I can't even work out if that was real or if someone was just making that up because of Elon Musk we don't know if if that all tweets are real anymore (laughs) that's true that's true (laughs) it really was glitch Kate wasn't it and also just come to light and I was enjoying I was really enjoying watching Berkey on the on the sidelines but he's been given a please explain for a look at me that he did at the umpires and it's so interesting that you can get a please explain for the way that you look. Like, did he do the, I'm looking at you eyes? Like, you know, when you do two fingers, fingers in your eyes, like mm. I'm looking at you or did he, um, did he snarl? <laughs> such a parent thing that you can have such a fierce look, like very Derek Zoolander I don't vibes. understand why you're surprised when we had so many column inches given to Grace Tame's side eye. Oh, this is so true. She might have been coaching Berkey. Mm. Anyway, he's going to get a please explain for a for a look. Can I say something controversial? I, I mean, mean, it's just you and I. <laughs> why wouldn't you go? <laughs> I felt, and I don't like criticising umpires, that this isn't my intention, but I felt that those four games were so hotly contested and some of the tackling, some of the contact was so brutal mm-hmm. and I felt like there were times when the umpires put their whistles away and I don't think I want to see that because I felt like the people were getting hurt. Yeah, I felt and like people were getting hurt. we saw two really big clashes yesterday in that game, Deanna Berry um, who had to leave the field. Was it Ruby Schleicher who hurt her ankle at the end? Schleicher. Words we and can't say. I don't say. even Dot know com. if that was in the collision. I am making the link that I, I feel that um, Berkey may have been a little bit unhappy with the umpiring yesterday. There, there were so many people over the weekend talking about 
the umpiring. Totally. But don't you think it's weird during a year when you've been censored where the players can't remonstrate with the umpires by putting their hands up? You also now can get in trouble for a look. Like there's mm. no way to – you just have to. So it's really saying the umpires are there and you must just mm. agree with everything that they say and, you know, under his eye. I will say this, Vic Park was amazing yesterday. 5,000 capacity, I've been asking around. Obviously there could have been more people. It looked like there could have been more people but the infrastructure maybe can't support it or something. But that was so loud. It was beautiful, so vocal photos definitely don't do it justice. Maybe I guess audio could do it justice. Voice of God here. Audio did capture it, my Sanctum sisters. Let's have a listen. The scoreboard. <laughs> it's the scoreboard is quite small. They're own. down by 18. Dogs are down by 18. There's just been a really nasty hit knock. I can't see who it was. I couldn't Dogs see. have still got some belief here, but I just feel like it's going to take an Ali Blackburn miracle, Lou. The crowd is willing them on. Like, the crowd sound desperate, just wanting them to lift. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to. I don't. I think Collingwood's kind of been in control all day. Amazing. It's a lockout here and um, crowd's amazing. Sun's shining. It's absolutely beautiful and it's a great atmosphere. Crazy good deck here at Big Park. I like watching um, Nathan Burke just patrolling that the boundary line. <laughs> in front of the coach's box. Yeah, in front box. of the coach's box. I love seeing him oh. coach from down there. Hollywood bench are all, they're all just up on their feet. Yeah, how um, contested has the football been all weekend? I feel like it's been so tough. Yeah, yeah, there's been no turning circle for anyone to be able to, you know, kind of get purchase on any kind of bigger kicks. Can they do it? Oh, 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 that's a goal. Okay, Doggy's just got a goal. They've got a sniff here. This is unlike Donkey Kong, my friend. I think it is. We'll be back. Five points is the difference. Uh, I think the Bulldogs heard me when I said, I think Collingwood's got it. And they've just kicked a couple of goals. Sam's just kicking it around her body there. It's in these, like, dying minutes that Ellie Blackburn, back to the wall. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. God, Kirsty. Five points is the difference. It feels like it could be anyone's. Oh, free kick going Collingwood's way inside the 50. I don't know how this is going to end up, Lou. I have to look away. defence has always been good and she they were good today. You get the final series you deserve, right? Yeah. Unbelievable. How's the Atmos? Some tears from some little Bulldog supporters behind us. Oh my goodness. Unbelievable. Absolute scenes at Victoria Park. I love standing next to you at the footy, by the way. You are such a stress watcher, just like me, even though it's not our team. <laughs> they're all my teams. I know. They're, they're all, all my teams. teams. Hey. Do you know my favourite hack yesterday was at the end of the game oh, standing yes. in front of the ABC broadcast and being able to hear Lauren what was happening. 
<laughs> while totally. I watched what was happening. It was so fun, wasn't it? Because there's no delay if you're standing there with real time, listening to great. a real time call of the game with Lauren Borden and Joel Peterson and then Shiloh and Meg Hutchins, but Shiloh doing all of the umpiring gestures with her mm. hands. I loved it, that too. It was so good. Another massive positive was I've tried on that T-shirt that I got on, you know, on Friday night when we're going to Prinny Park, yeah. we got those AFLW T-shirts. So handing them out for free. And I've wanted one of them all season, but I didn't know where you could get them. And look, it's a little big because it was the only size left, but it's so cute. I got the little hardy one. Have you tried yours mm, on? I have the same one. I was wondering if you've cut the arms off yet. Oh, it's just a matter of time. The arms are huge. It looks like it belongs <laughs> to dad. So th- the one thing I do want to ask you before I have to go and walk my dog is how are you going with the Twitter situation? I saw you tweeting about the changes to Twitter and and what that means for the community that the Sanctum have built, but also, you know, you're such an avid tweeter and you take care of all of your little tweet babies on Twitter all the time. I mean, I kind of feel like it's a bin fire and it scares the hell out of me at most occasions anyway. I try to only tweet positive things, but I just feel like if it's going to get scarier, I just don't know that I can stick around for much longer. Yeah, I feel, I'm feeling really um, sad and a bit worried because we've talked about this a lot, but we couldn't have created the Sanctum without social media as well. Um, I'm just seeing your little doggies, little face <laughs> pop up on He's our saying little FaceTime hello. here. Henry just knows Hi, it's Henry. time for a walkie. Yeah, I know. I feel like we've, we know people because we know them from yeah. Twitter. But also those tools have been, we've used those tools and not just us, but lots of people have used those tools, particularly women in sport and people who've been left out of the sporting conversation have been able to use those tools to disrupt and to have a voice to create platforms it's I, I actually don't know that you would you definitely wouldn't have the sanctum without Twitter I don't know that you would have a whole lot of other platforms like potentially siren sport mm. I think there's a lot of stuff about Twitter that's bad and stuff that's getting worse but it's also been a way that people have been able to find each other and to find a community to have conversations to give each other support to support um, all the different ventures that people are trying to boost things and it's been a bit of an equalizer in that way and who would have thought but a billionaire buying it would make it less equal can I ask you a really confronting question Mm. I've been wanting to know this for days Mm. do you feel embarrassed driving your Tesla (laughs) well it's not mine (laughs) but I'm like that's like a bumper sticker saying Elon Musk does okay right like so how do you feel about that how I think about that is that life is messy and life Mm. is complex yeah The reality of electric vehicles in Australia is they're really hard to get, particularly when we got that Tesla. It was really, really hard to get an EV. And I think the greater good is that we are using a car with no carbon emissions. I mean, I'm really thinking about not going to space now. (laughs) Look, when I buy my first rocket, I won't buy one from Elon Musk. I was going to name my kid LMNOP to the power of Z, but now because of the square root. Look at little square root come to the phone. Bring, bring. Oh, hi. It's just me again. Hi. How many times have we spoken today? 
Seven. Look, eight. A few, but um, I was just calling you back because have you seen some of the news that's coming out now just regarding the scheduling <laughs> of that final? Yes, Brendan Gale's not making many friends on Twitter right now. That's right. So, so Brendan Gale has come out and said that the reason that that final between Richmond and North Melbourne will be played at Punt Road is because they really want their home ground. As we thought it would happen, tickets have sold out super fast. Mm. Um, how do you feel about that? What do you think about that? Well, I mean, it's really, it's a really unpopular thing to do, but he's the CEO of Richmond and Richmond want to win and Richmond have proven that they can win on that ground. So you you just can't argue with it, right? Like you, if that's the case, then there's nothing left to say. Like he's in the business of supporting Richmond. That's his job. That's mm. what he's done. That, I kind of think. Yeah. Well, I kind of I mean, think that. Clearly, it sounds like that's what, what they want. I kind of can argue with it. Oh, Did you see a tweet from Gemma Bastiani <laughs> that Richmond's win rate at home is 33.3%. Mm. It's actually 37.5% at away venues. Why are so, you doing percentages at me when I'm in the middle of dinner? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think the thing that's really interesting is that we've never seen this happen in the men's. How many times have Geelong not being able to play finals at Cardinia Park. Yeah, and I can see people on Twitter saying like, oh, Richmond are going to have no leg to stand on But mm. when it comes to that conversation. But I'll just say this right now. There is no way that things that happen in the women's would happen in the men's or do happen in the men's. Yeah. So there's no way that this will be used as a, oh, but in the women's you made us have only 1,000 people at the ground or 2,000 people at Punt Road or whatever. Mm. I mean, Brendan Gale will advocate for what he thinks is right. I guess the the shortfall is that what we we just need someone advocating for the fans and we can't get there. And the issue is that it seems that there's multiple things on people's minds. I mean, Lauren Wood, Marnie Vinyl, Daniel Cherney, that they're all writing about it because it's the biggest issue on Twitter right now, which I guess is the the best way to take the temperature that people have crossed that they can't get to this game or because of the Matildas game or, you know, because of the capacity of the ground. Look, I mean, I think some valid points that the AFL have raised this afternoon include that they couldn't make it a night game because lights, there's not enough, you know, the lights take up too much space if they have the lights to light up the ground and they needed to have it on this day because they wanted to afford the players a certain amount of days break, Mm. which are both good, sensible things to say, but it doesn't make it feel any better for the fans, I guess, because, you know, the lights is an issue that you go, well, that's just because we play at shoddy grounds that don't have enough bathrooms, have portaloos, need to bring in the lights, all that kind of stuff. And I don't know, I think it's just a teething issue that we're going to have to live with for a while because in a lot of ways these grounds are great for women's footy. Like they're really fantastic. You get up close. It's very, It's. I have loved the games at Marvel, but it is such a soulless venue for women's footy. It doesn't feel I mean, you get a great result, right? Like it's lovely to play in those conditions. But I'd really love these suburban grounds. But to it feels surprising. I guess we all feel a bit surprised maybe that Richmond yeah. would rather play on that deck than have potentially 70,000 yeah. fans or whatever. I think, look, I, I think base. there's a real tension because the grounds, the suburban grounds have a lovely feel to them, but there are some real issues in terms of amenities for 
both players and staff and fans, and that's a real consideration. I think I think where that becomes the issue is that the game may not have out like the actual game on the field may not have outgrown that field, but we are as a group of people who've been watching football for a long time, conditioned by the men's game to expect certain facilities and clash, you know, clashes being avoided, you know, the lines for food, toilets that aren't port loose well-lit grounds, parking, all that stuff. Like we're conditioned to believe that, mm. that that will be made easy because it's so applicable in the men's and it doesn't yep. transfer into the women's. There's going to be these teething issues. I, I do think the issue the AFL sometimes has is that I'm not entirely sure that they really understand their core fan base well enough. I do think that the Matildas issue kind of feeds into that. Now, I it's it's a hard one because, yes, there's always going to be something on. It's very hard to get you know, that much talked about clear air. It's very hard to to schedule. I totally get that. Like that's like our, mm-hmm. you know, pod group trying to find a time to have our non-denominational end of year Seasonal dinner. celebration <laughs> of karaoke. But playing Devil's Avocado, the Matildas haven't played in Melbourne since 2019. And if the game had just had a different start time, then potentially people can get there. So I think I've worked out the time of when how long games go now. I'm not quite sure. But if that if that Richmond games Richmond North Melbourne final started at twelve o'clock, people could then walk across because and because it's at Punt Road, you could actually get across to Amy. So that's something. And I think that it's just this tension that as fans of the AFLW, you feel like you're fighting for stuff all the time. So, so everything feels like a battle. And yeah. so and it comes into scheduling as well that nothing's really easy. You don't you can't plan in advance because you don't know when the finals are going to be played. Mm. You don't know where they're going to be played. So it means it's hard to travel to them and all of this for the players as well. When you get there and you can't see because of the fence or if you have a disability, you don't have any access. It's It just makes it harder. And I know that it's kind of early days and there's going to be teething problems, but this one seven seasons in just feels like it should have been played somewhere else. Well, it's hard because if we're trying to gather stats on season seven about the the time and the month that we've changed it to, you want to put your best foot forward mm. and there's people who want to go to the games and maybe can't because of, you know, when it's being played or where it's being played. Something that they really need to think about if if, if it's not going to be moved is seriously traffic management and some safety barriers along Punt Road because Mm. I can see that there's going to be so many people trying to be on those footpaths Mm. outside of the game. I would really hope, gosh, Brendan Gale, are you listening? Can you please turn the speakers down? There's just... There's so many speakers and there's not enough space. It's impossible to stand near them. Do you think Brendan Gale's on volume? Do you think that's his job on game day? Oh, I don't know. But I think they should also think about putting up some shade and actually allowing people to bring their own soft drinks in. It's going to be hot. Mm. Yeah, but it's only going to be hot for the 2,000 people that are there. It's not many people. Can you hear my family fighting? I can hear your family. I think they're having a fight over the favourites box. <laughs> I can never work out if it's real can or not. Can you save the boost for me? I missed out on tickets, ironically. <laughs> <laughs> one final one. You know how 
I think I've been thinking about this all day. You know how Nathan Burke got the please explain for his Derek Zoolander mm-hmm. staring at the at the umpires? I don't know if it was a Derek Zoolander. But ha- have you never seen Zoolander, have you? I haven't yet. Oh, mate. I'll how are we up. friends that you haven't seen Zoolander? Look, it's on my list of things to do. It's just a very long list. <laughs> Maybe well, we could anyway, do it Friday night because there's no footy. There's, there's a character in it called Matilda and they call her Matil. Can I call you Matil? <laughs> and all I can think about the Matildas is, can we call them Matil? <laughs> but you have to watch it. You have to watch it so you actually get the reference. I will do my best. All right. Well, thanks. Okay. I guess all I'll right, speak to well, you about five more times before you, the evening's I'll out. talk to you in about ten minutes. <laughs> okay. Keep in Bye. touch. Bye. Oh, there's only one thing left to say. Ah, uh, Go footy? Yeah, that's one. <laughs> You got me. Gotcha. <laughs> when you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.